KYW Original Podcasts. I'm Matt Leon. So when you're a college basketball player, you know your career is going to come to an end at some point, but you at least have a working knowledge that that end is possible when you head into a game. You win, you move on, or you're lucky enough to win a championship, you lose, and it's over. But you know that's a possibility coming in. At least that's when things are normal. Things are not normal now. The coronavirus outbreak kind of changed everything, obviously. So we saw college basketball shut down as the tournaments were canceled almost in domino fashion last week. So a lot of seniors played their last game as a college basketball player, but they didn't know it at the time. I had the chance to catch up with a couple of local standouts to kind of get a feel for what that's like. So the first thing I need for the record is your name. Hey, Alina Williams. And we're coming down in three, two, one. Spending a few minutes now with Jefferson University guard Alina Williams, who enjoyed a fantastic senior season that came to an odd end. Alina Williams is a guard at Division II Jefferson University in East Falls. She's a Plymouth White Marsh product. She's an absolute dynamo, had an incredible senior season and she checks in she's just 5-2 she's magnificent to watch play average 20 points a game her team struggled for much of the season I think they were 8-11 and at one point she almost wouldn't let them lose the last two months of the season won their last 12 games won the CACC conference tournament title automatic bid into the NCAA tournament so they were going to play Adelphi in the first round of the Division II NCAA tournament. That game was March 13th. It was going to be a Friday night up in Garden City, New York. But of course, earlier in the week, it all kind of started. The Ivy League canceled its postseason basketball tournaments, and that was a head turner for everyone. It quickly became the norm. So you had these tournaments being ended kind of one by one in domino fashion, but the Rams still made the trip up. Still were preparing as if their tournament was on. But Williams remembers when she started to think that that things may not go as planned. I think we were all like on social media. And, you know, social media makes communication across the world just so much faster. And when we came across the fact that the Big East tournament was canceled, which was only maybe 10, 15 minutes away from us because we were both in New York. I was just like, guys, I don't think there's any way that they're going to keep our tournament going as Big East was canceled. You know, you could kind of start to see the writing on the wall, but they kept preparing. You know, there's still a game until there's not a game. And then we got an email saying that our school was shutting down. And I was just like, I just don't think it's going to happen. They were getting texts from other players on other teams in the tournament, specifically University of the Sciences, who's one of their rivals. Things started to really look grim for the future of this tournament. Me and, um, my best friend, Ola Aguntuwashik, who's also the other senior, were just staring at each other like, is this really how is it going to end? And then it happened on Thursday. They practiced. After the practice, they learned the tournament was off. That was it. I think it didn't necessarily take too long to understand what was happening and for us to process that our, our season was over. But I think we had a hard time knowing that this, like, these, this group of girls was so special and that our time was cut short with each other. And I think that's what hurt us the most. As you can imagine, the range of emotions after learning something like this is pretty vast. I think that I'm sad that I wasn't able to leave it on the court with the girls, but it's also happy because we ended on the highest of highs. Like we, most teams either ended on a loss or didn't get to, you know, end winning a championship game, but we were one of those teams that were lucky enough to end our season in that way. So in that case, it's happy, but 
then again, it's sad because who would have known how hot we were? Who could have we beaten? If we were playing at L5, maybe we could have blown them out and made a statement in the whole region. So I just feel like some things were just taken away from us and a lot of things were left unsaid. And it just is unfortunate that we never knew how far we could get. We would much rather have ended on the court with our girls, like, you know, sweating it out and putting everything out there on the court. We would have, you know, we did that on a championship game, but we would have viewed that championship game a little differently. Like it's their last moments with these girls on this court. And we weren't able to digest it that way. All right. I am now recording. So the first thing I need for the record is your name. Saul Peary. And do I have your permission to use this for broadcast? Yes, you do. Saul Peary is a senior guard on the LaSalle University men's basketball team. Spent most of the season as a starter. Averaged a little more than seven points a game. As for the team, up and down throughout the year. Finished actually a 500 team. 15 and 15. But they were getting ready for the Atlantic 10 tournament. They were going to play Davidson in the second round up in Brooklyn on Thursday. And one of the beauties of a conference tournament when your regular season maybe hasn't been what you would hope. In this case, all it would have taken was a four-game winning streak for LaSalle, and they would have headed to the NCAA tournament. So they were getting ready for the tournament. They had headed up to Brooklyn. They actually got a practice in on Wednesday. But Peary remembers when he started to think that this thing might not go as planned. So when we saw that uh, what happened with the NBA, uh, we were kind of talking about like, well, it's a real possibility. Like we might not play tomorrow. So, I mean, we were kind of getting worried about, it, but we were trying not to think of it honestly because you know we were just we were just so excited for the game that we were just like you know like we'll just have a game with no fans. Like, which should be fine. Just the family members. Like, all right, as long as we get to play the game, you know, because uh, like you said, like this is my last year. So you know, we were just looking forward to it. Now, Peary woke up Thursday. Everything was still on, but it didn't take long for him to learn that his college basketball career had come to a close, and it came to a close while he was still at the hotel. And around 12 or so is when, like, things started shutting down more and more. And I was like, oh, man, like, I don't think we're going to play today. So, I mean, I was just in my room. It's, uh, yeah, like I said, it was like 12 o'clock. I was in my room just watching TV, and then our managers came by, actually. And I'm like, I don't know why they're knocking on my door so early. We got uh, <laughs> we don't have a stretch till one, so who could this be? And, I mean, that's when I finally got the news, actually. The news, it hit him hard. I really... You could tell, even talking to him now, the news hits him hard. Honestly, when I heard the news, like, right there, and then I started crying. I was just I was so upset. and like, like, wow, like, this is really crazy. I can't believe this happened. And that was that. You know, it doesn't end in a celebration, doesn't end with a towel over your head. All that was left, pack up at the hotel. They had one last team lunch, and then bust back to Philadelphia. I mean, I just had a really good bond with all my teammates, you know, like, coaches, everything, so... I mean, leaving being having to leave them in that way, you know, it's just it's, it's kind of it's unfair, definitely. But I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. It's obviously disappointing for Peary, but on the other hand, he understands the big picture and where this all fits. Matter of just being safe, you know, my family's safe, uh, you know. So I mean, the situation is definitely it's, it's hard and it's terrible, but I mean, it's for the best for everybody's best interest, you know. So I mean, there is a positive to it, looking at it. Looking at it as if, like, you know, we got to be protected and safe, you know, so that's what comes first before anything. Next up for Peary, he's looking forward to graduation in one form or another. I'm hoping it's not an online graduation, you know. I mean, it put a lot of work, just, you know, definitely to want to get that feeling of walking across the stage and get my diploma. So that's just a look at two careers that came to an unusual end. These two are not alone. There are several 
players across the country, but specifically in the Delaware Valley that kind of fit into this bucket that their careers ended before they realized they were over because of the coronavirus pandemic. In the grand scheme of things, with what we're dealing with and the uncertainty we're all facing, what does this mean? I don't know. But you've got these two specifically who worked awfully hard for a long time to get to a certain point. And then right as they were about to take, let's say, their final bow, the curtain closed in front of them. And it's comforting to see how these young people handled it. But you can only imagine how frustrating it must be to have this kind of unceremonious end to something you've worked so hard to achieve. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. 